Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many are thankful that he loved you when you didn't love him? How many have found that to be the case? When we were rebellious, when we were in sin, when we were disobedient, God loved us anyway. What a wonderful God we serve. Let's just lift our hands and voices to him again and thank him for that precious and perfect love. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. It is so good to see you here tonight. We are excited about what is coming, what is taking place. Uh, this coming uh, Saturday is going to be the day of training for the crusade that's going to take place June 2nd through the 4th. Uh, if you have not signed up, we encourage you to sign up. You're going to receive some of the greatest apostolic uh, spiritual training, uh, prayer, fasting, and operation of the gifts and and uh, altar work. So many wonderful things from great uh, leaders who have seen thousands receive the Holy Ghost through the application of these great principles. So you don't want to miss it, and you can sign up tonight uh, to be a part of that uh, crusade training. It will be at the Grace Point Church campus in Finneytown, and that it will take place at 9 a.m. There's going to be lunch uh, uh, served as well, and uh, and you'll go till, nine, or till 5 p.m. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. June 2nd through the 4th. June 2nd is going to be indoors at Grace Point Church. June uh, 3rd and 4th are going to be outdoors. And I have said by force of habit a couple of times under the old tent. And I have to, I have to do a little retraction. The tent is going to be there, but there are going to be tents, and those are going to serve as booths. We're not going to be under a tent while we're worshiping. We're going to be in the wide open air worshiping God. There's not going to be any roof over us. We're just going to send our praises up to God. And so there will be tents, but we'll only be under them when we're perusing uh, the booths. And so we're going to have a great time. I, we are believing in Jesus' name for thousands to receive the Holy Ghost. Why don't we just pray big, bold prayers? Amen. Let's pray big, bold prayers. Glory to God. And we're believing for miracles and signs and wonders. And God is going to honor these efforts. And we thank you in advance for everything that you're doing to help this be, uh, be possible. Amen. Uh, I want to look to the word of the Lord uh, tonight. I want to speak to you on this subject, willing to pray. We're, we're focusing our attention on the crusade. We're focusing our attention on asking God to do great and mighty things. You know, that is one of the uh, scriptures that we really had as a focus during our Ready Now Capital campaign, uh, which is coming along so beautifully. Uh, we, as you know, we're trying, have been trying to raise $1.2 million uh, by October of 2023. I'm glad to tell you that we are right under $170,000 of that. Praise God. Let's give God praise for that. Amen. And uh, we're very thankful for the, the goodness of the Lord in all that he is providing. So we're, we're grateful for that. One of the great scriptures that we, that we recited to ourselves during that process and continue to do so was to ask God to show us great and mighty things which we know not. 
You know, there is an element of mystery to God that uh, we, we, as long as we live for him, we will never know him in his fullness until we no longer see through a glass darkly, but face to face. And so we never want to lose that all that wonder of the things of God. The, the queen of the south who came to, to King Solomon, she said, I heard of your wisdom. And she said, but I, I, the half has not been told. And so there is a half that cannot be told about the greatness of God. There is a half that must be told, and then there is a half that can't be told. And the half that must be told, we'll tell it. We'll tell it on the mountain. We'll tell it everywhere we go. We'll, we'll shout it from the rooftop. But, but then there is a half that can't be told. It can only be experienced. And so uh, we, we, we never want to lose sight of that. And prayer allows us to enter into those realms of God that can only be experienced. They can't necessarily be explained. How many have ever been in a, 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 a experience with God where you came out of it and you were just like, man, I don't even know how to describe to you. How many times have you said that to people? I, I can't even put words to it. A songwriter once said, 10,000 tongues cannot tell. The, the Bible says it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And so, so there is a realm of God that cannot be told. It must be experienced. And it is prayer that takes us into those realms of the Lord. So I want to read to you a, a passage of Scripture the Lord has laid upon my heart concerning uh, going into this crusade, going into this time of training. Uh, and it's from the book of Matthew, chapter 26. It is the area of Scripture where Jesus is enter entering into the Garden of Gethsemane. Matthew chapter uh, 26 and verse 36. The scripture says, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. You know, when you're sorrowful and very heavy, that's when you pray. You don't just you don't deal with a very heavy sorrow without prayer. You'll you'll end up you'll end up uh, setting things in motion in your emotions and in in your feelings and even in your actions that will be very destructive to you. So Jesus gives us an example of how to handle very heavy sorrow. And the Bible says that he prayed. He saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. He gives them a command. Tarry ye here and watch with me. In other words, be on guard. Tarry ye here. Wait here, but I want you to be vigilant. I want you to be on your, on your toes. I want you to be on guard. I need you to watch with me. We're, this is a relative to a kind of a watchman on the wall, so to speak. It's, it's dealing with be alert. Be, I need you right now. Be alert. Be with me and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup 
pass from me. This prayer is the very telling prayer. This prayer makes us realize this God manifest in flesh was 100% God. And here we see he's 100% man. This cup that he wants to have passed from him is spoken of in the Old Testament. In the book of Psalms, it says about that cup that, that in it is a mixture and it's filled with the wrath of God. That cup was the judgment, the wrath, the indignation of God. And it was going to be poured upon all of humanity. And Jesus at the cross was going to take that cup in the stead of humanity. That's the cup that he wanted to pass from him. And so when he says, if it be possible, he's looking for a way to satisfy the law without the cup. He's looking for a way to satisfy the legal requirements necessary to redeem mankind. He's, it's, he's, not, he's not trying to get out of redeeming mankind. He's just trying to do it a easier way. And I just want you to know, living for God, you, you live for God with everything you have. You, you live for God with all of your heart. Do you know the Bible says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of your heart? Now, I'm going to tell you what that means. That means that if you don't love him with all your heart, you don't love him at all. You don't love him with just 30% of your heart. You either love him with everything or you don't love him. And not only do you love him with all your heart, but you love him with all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. And you cannot love him with all of, the, of one of those things without loving him with all of all of those things. You can't love him with all your mind, but not all your strength. If you love him with all of your mind, then you will also love him with all of your strength. So you don't, you don't split this up and compartmentalize it. And Jesus is saying, if it be possible, but the obvious reality is that it is not possible that this cup could pass from him. To redeem mankind, he had to take the cup. To redeem mankind, he had to satisfy the law. To redeem mankind, he had to dot every I and cross every T because man was incapable of doing it. And so he had to do it. And that is what was required. And he immediately says, nevertheless. What a word that is. What a word that is. Amen. Nevertheless. I feel like we take the N off the front of that word sometimes. Nevertheless. <laughs> Always the less. And God forbid that we would do that. It should be nevertheless. Nevertheless. Less than all of our heart, never less than all of our soul, never less than all of our strength, never less than all of our mind. And so he says, never the less, not as I will, but as thou wilt. So here we see the surrender of Christ to the will, the perfect will of God. And what he experiences here is what you and I have to experience throughout our lives. You will never live victoriously for the Lord if you don't have this moment occur. Nevertheless, nevertheless, my will is surrendered and your will is supreme. And I'm going to tell you, you will find great happiness. Now, in that moment, Jesus despised the shame, the Bible says. You know what he was exceeding sorrowful about? Yeah, getting nailed to an old rugged cross and put to an open shame. That, 
That's a that's reason to be exceeding sorrowful. Very heavy in heart. But the Bible says that he endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy that was set before him. And so why do we surrender our will to God? There are parts of that, there are parts of that that we endure. And there are some parts of that that the enemy tries to heap shame upon people. And there are certain parts of that you'll find yourself even despising at times as you begin to surrender your will. But the moment you surrender your will to God, the will of God becomes your will. This isn't just, it's not just you laying down your will and then trying your hardest to, to fulfill the will of God. No, 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 no. A real surrender of, his, of your will is a, a crucifixion of your will and his will becomes your will. His desire becomes your desire. His goal becomes your goal. His mission becomes your mission. His consecration becomes your consecration. His expectation becomes your expectation. Hallelujah. And, and so his will becomes your will. Even for Jesus, this did not happen without prayer. The man who could walk on water, he had to pray for this to happen. The man who could turn water to wine and multiply loaves and fishes to feed thousands had to pray in order for his will to be surrendered to the will of God. Who are we that we think we can achieve anything good or noble without praying? We must pray. I remember Sister Vesta Mangan speaking at the General Conference in 1994 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, she followed Brother T.W. Drost of Mexico City and uh, Brother Wayne Huntley of Raleigh, North Carolina. And she preached a message entitled, Why Don't We Pray? And in, in her inimitable style and, and anointed presentation, she just repeated that question, that, that soul-searing question, Why Don't We Pray? And that's the question we have to ask ourselves tonight. What is it that prevents us from praying? What is it that prevents us from being willing to pray? There are things that can prevent us from willing to, being willing to pray. And, and one of them is sometimes we, we just simply don't have confidence that prayer works. And you say, well, pastor, we, look, we believe in the power of prayer. And, I, and I, I know that's what you say. That's what I say. And that's what you say. But is that how we live? Is that how we, is that how we act? Is that, is that what we demonstrate? Do we demonstrate that we believe in the power of prayer? Do we believe? I know, I know our answer is yes. That's a foregone conclusion. That's the only answer. So if I say, do you believe in the power of prayer? Everybody just say yes. Everybody just say amen. But it's got to be more than a, the fruit of our lips. It has to be our heart that believes this thing. That I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that when I call upon the Lord, He hears my cry. I believe that when I call upon his name he is as close as the mention of his name hallelujah that when i open my mouth to pray i am not 
there pleading with God, trying to talk him into doing something good or doing something kind. But as the words come out of my mouth, so it is done in Jesus' name. I remember Sister Luann Kuntzman, one of the wonderful saints of God in our church in Kokomo, Indiana. She was the principal of our high school. Uh, I remember her telling a story uh, as I grew up, and the story was that she had always prayed to God for an L-shaped porch, an L-shaped porch that just something she wanted. And she said, Lord, I want an L-shaped porch, and the house the Lord provided to them was a house with an L-shaped porch. And every time she walked out onto that porch, she was reminded, God answers prayer. It just kind of wrapped around her house. And she just, she just, every time she'd walk out onto that porch and sit out on the, on the, on the chair on the porch, she would be reminded that when she came to God and brought her desire, the Lord answered her prayer. And that stood out to me as a, as a, a child and it still does to this day. Be specific with your prayers. Be specific with your prayers. And, 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 and there is this dynamic where the Bible says that sometimes we pray. We don't know what we should pray for. So even if you're specific with your prayers, you may still not be praying how you should be praying. You can start praying and be very specific with it. And then it be the wrong kind of prayer to pray. But even in that moment, the Lord will begin to direct you to pray as you ought to pray. So if you're praying against his will or praying amiss, the Lord will begin to, de begin to deal with you and lead you and instruct you and say, say it this way, say it that way, ask for this. He's, he's leading you down a path of being effectual in prayer and operating in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So why don't we pray? Sometimes we don't pray because down deep we think we can handle this. Oh, God forbid. God forgive. God forgive us that we can handle. Handle what? What in the world can I handle? I, I, I mean, I'm not even making my heart beat right now. I'm not, even, my, I'm not even responsible for my lungs breathing right now. I'm up here moving and I'm, I'm using my mouth, but it's, it's, it's something God put in my head that is sending messages all through my body. Who am I that I think I can handle anything? I, I must pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I must call on God. I must lean on him. I must ask him what his will is. I must ask him. Make supplication. Make my supplication known to him. Call upon him. He will answer prayer. Glory. Hallelujah. He will answer prayer. My God have mercy. You know, sometimes we will pray prayers. And when we pray those prayers, there are many times that the Lord will answer them. And because it happened so organically, we don't even acknowledge it as an answer to prayer. We'll give glory to everything except that. Except to God. And, and, and sometimes a prayer will be answered and all of a sudden there'll just be peace in the house. There was turmoil and strife and carrying on and you ask God for peace and then all of a sudden peace settles and you're so thankful to have peace you forget to actually say thank you Jesus. 
Sometimes, sometimes you'll just say, Lord, calm my nerves, settle my spirit. I need, you to, I need you to be with me. And the Lord will just calm your nerves and settle your spirit. And you're so relieved to have a calm set of nerves, you don't even remember to thank him for it. But if you will start taking the time to do inventory and recognize, I prayed and he answered my prayer. I'm going to thank him for it. Pray and praise and pray and praise and pray and praise. You're walking with God. You're walking with God. Pray and praise and pray and praise and pray and praise. You're walking with God. Hallelujah. Call on him. He will answer prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Call on him. He will answer prayer. Why don't we pray? Sometimes we're not willing to pray because we don't know how to pray as we ought. We're not real honest about that sometimes. The disciples said, teach us to pray. We have to ask God to teach us to pray. We have to look into the word of the Lord and let the Lord teach us uh, how to pray. And, 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 and here's the thing. If you don't know how to pray and you're afraid to pray because you don't think you know how to pray, I'm going to give you just a little secret. The hungry heart can always cry out to God. And he's going to hear you. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him. It didn't say this poor man had this line upon that line and this precept upon that precept and had everything in order and was exegetically sound and was able to uh, expound. No, no, it doesn't say any of that. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all his trouble. Glory to God. I'm talking about the power of prayer. Praise God. Here's a cue to pray. When you're worried, pray. Don't worry, pray. Don't worry, pray. What if I'm worried? Take those worries to God in prayer. That's what you do with worry. Oh, I'm worried about what's going to happen on Tuesday. Then tell God, God, I'm worried about what's going to happen on Tuesday. Could you give me peace about what's going to happen on Tuesday? Could you give me direction about what's going to happen on Tuesday? Could you show me, Lord, and just settle my spirit and calm my nerves and speak to me and go before me and cover that day with your grace and let the blood of Jesus be upon it right now? I'm going to tell you something. You're going to enter into the power of God and you're going to be praying kingdom prayers and Tuesday that you you were so worried about is going to be one of the best days of your life because it's covered with prayer what happens when we pray well let me tell you there are two things that happen when you pray one you set in motion divine activity when you pray when you begin to pray you set in motion divine activity did you know that angels start going into operation when we pray and it's listen carefully it's not because we tell them what to do we don't pray to angels. We pray to God. Hallelujah. And then God will dispatch angels. He will dispatch ministering spirits when we pray. You don't have to worry about where they're going. You don't have to worry about what they're doing. Jacob caught a little glimpse of Jacob's ladder and saw what the angels are doing. They're coming and they're going. They're ascending and they're descending. They're going up to God and getting new, new, uh, new assignments and coming back down. 
And the Bible says that they are sent forth as ministering spirits, as flames of fire, ministering to the heirs of salvation. And we see them scattered throughout the word of God. They're showing up in Peter's prison. They're showing up at the Jabbok River to wrestle Jacob all night long. They're showing up in Daniel's lion's den. Daniel said the Lord hath sent his angel to shut the mouths of these lions. I prayed and the Lord sent his angel. Daniel interacted with angels a couple of different times. And it happened. And I'm going to tell you, it didn't happen while he was eating Skyline, worrying about everything that's going to happen on Tuesday. It happened in prayer. I'm going to tell you something. You look at this Bible and you study these apostles and you study these prophets. They did not have their divine encounters with God because their mind was so exercised and hyperbolized by all of the cultural problems going on around them. It happened in prayer. Daniel was surrounded by Persia. He was surrounded by Babylon. And that is not where his mind was focused. The more he saw the atrocities of Babylon and Persia, the more he prayed. Glory to God. He wasn't picking Facebook fights. He wasn't sending direct messages and subtweeting and no, no, no. He was on his face before God. And God was sending Gabriel to go and speak to him. And the devil was so afraid of that communication that the prince of Persia withstood Gabriel for two weeks after Gabriel was dispatched. I'm telling you what's happening when you pray. Hallelujah. You don't see an answer? Keep praying. You don't see movement? Keep praying. You don't see the needle move? Keep praying. You haven't seen them repent yet? Keep praying. They aren't healed yet? Keep praying. They aren't encouraged yet? Keep praying. Woo! Hallelujah. The elders call it praying through. Pray through the prince of Persia. Pray through the obstacle. Pray through the hindrance. Pray through the fear. Pray through the doubt. Pray all the way through. Glory. I'm going to give you just, I'm going to give you a, a, a little, a little uh, helpful tip on spiritual warfare. There is going to come a burden of prayer upon you. It will be so heavy, it will lay you out in the floor. You will fall on your face and you will weep before God. And you will be exceeding sorrowful. And you will feel a very heaviness. And, and you will, it will be like a travail with child sometimes. But you will pray under the heaviness of that burden. And in that moment, you pray, friend. You pray. You bring supplications. You repent. You worship. You speak in tongues. You pour it all out in prayer. And there will come a point where it will lift. And when it lifts, something happens. When it lifts, your prayer moved something. And you just start praising God for it. You don't have to see one symptom improve. When the burden lifts, something happened. God, I give you praise. God, I give you praise. I have seen people healed 
and they are people that the Lord laid a burden upon my heart to pray for them. And I prayed for them. There were times I wept until I fell asleep. I didn't even know I stopped praying. I woke up the next morning and I prayed myself to sleep. And, and the burden was with me till I went to sleep. And the peace of God came on me so beautifully that I didn't even know I stopped praying. And people have been healed. And I'm going to tell you this right now. There were hundreds, yea, thousands of people praying for them. But I believe it was my prayer that touched the Lord. And you may say, well, that's pretty audacious. You think your prayer was the one out of hundreds and thousands of people praying. Listen to me. Hear what I'm saying. You have to believe that about your prayers. If there are hundreds praying, thank God. If there are thousands praying, thank God. But if there's nobody praying, it's up to you. You've got to pray with the faith that your prayer is going to touch the throne of God. Hallelujah. I, there have been times I've gone into intercessory prayer for people and I didn't have time to have a worship service. I didn't have time to have a, a prayer meeting. I didn't have time to have a preacher preach me into a posture of prayer. I didn't have, I was just going through my day whistling some Andy Griffith tune or what have you. I'm just going through my day just trying to live life and all of a sudden a need, a need, a need. And I've got a shift into this, this, this mode of intercessory prayer and, and I'm, not, I'm not there mentally. I have, I have closed the doors to my car, rolled up the windows, and shouted to the top of my lungs, God, I need you to help me move into that anointing of intercessory prayer. Now, God, help me. In Jesus' name, let healing virtue flow. Let the power of God come down in the name of Jesus. I didn't feel anything at first. There was no goosebumps at first. I, I, the burden was hard to find. But friend, I'm going to tell you, when you call on God, he will meet you where you are. And it wasn't very long, Brother Jordan, I was in the throne room of God. Things happen when you pray. you just sit around and fret about life's problems? Pray! Don't you just sit around and worry about that job? Pray! Don't you just sit around and worry about what's going to happen with this or that circumstance? Pray! Call on God. He will answer prayer. He will hear your faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Hallelujah! Heaven moves when you pray. The earth moves when you pray. Dealing with a difficult person, say, Lord, speak to their heart. Lord, speak to their heart. Do that. Pray that prayer. Lord, when, when, in the way that only you can. That's better than walking onto the job and getting into some kind of shouting match. Lord, speak to their heart. And I'm going to tell you, the Lord will do that. He will do that. You know, there's a lot to this thing about hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle. Because you know what? When the Lord fights battles, let me tell you about the Lord fighting battles. He is so good at fighting battles. Did you know that our God is a consuming fire? I just quoted scripture to you. Our God is a consuming fire. 
But I know of a bush that burned with the fire of God and was not consumed. So God, who is a consuming fire, is able to send fire that can burn and not destroy. Now you let me get a hold of the flamethrower. Lord, y'all, let me just tell you something. That is not something you ever want to see. Is me with a flamethrower. I'd be burning everything down. And that's sometimes what we do with our words. Our mouth is like a flamethrower. But if you'll just let God do it, God will come down and he'll put just the right amount of fire. Hallelujah. And it'll, it'll burn enough that there's direction. It'll burn enough that there's resolution. It'll burn enough that there is, that there is a, a, a way forward. But it won't consume and things don't have to be destroyed. Now, when God has done everything he can, of course, there's a, a lake of fire. But that's not for you and I. That's, that's for those who refuse. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, this matter of prayer, you can bring anything to God. Anything to God. Anything to God. I'm going to say it differently. I said you can bring anything to God. I'm going to say it differently. You should bring everything to God. Everything. So here's the second thing that happens when we pray. The first thing is things go into action. Divine things start happening. I'm talking about God will wake people up in the middle of the night. Speak to them. There'll be people on the other side of the nation or world. And God will speak to them and they'll, they'll send you a note. And say, don't know why, but your name is in my spirit and I'm calling your name out before God in prayer right now and you'll know all hell was breaking loose 15 minutes before they texted you and you needed somebody to pray for you hallelujah glory to God and God will do that that's what happens when you pray things go into action things go into movement praise God you know we had that happen when sister Heidi Urshan was was dealing with her terrible back issue and, and she could have no relief. It was the worst pain I've ever seen a human being experience. And she was had been crippled for two months. And and the pain reached such an intensity and there was no solution. And and I I went to God in prayer. And I and I had reached the point that we did not know what to do. And I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. We we don't have any options here. We need you to move right now and the medical network that we were working with were not providing options. Everything they did made it infinitely worse. And I said, God, we need a resolution and we need it now. And right then, I received a message. And it was from Sister Karen Perry. And she said, Joel, I don't know what's going on, but I'm calling out yours and Heidi's name right now. And I want you to know that whatever you're facing, God's getting ready to move in that situation. Hallelujah. And, and when she did, immediately the Lord spoke to me. And Sister Louie, he spoke to me about Dr. Roberts. Because when Dr. Roberts operated on Brother Ken Louie, Brother Ken Louie, when he has an operation, he has you pray for every doctor and anesthesiologist. And he has you lay hands on their hands and pray for them. So I had prayed for Dr. Roberts' hands before he operated on, Dr., on Brother Louie's back. And, and the Lord spoke to me and said, you've already blessed the hands that are going to operate on your wife. Yes. 
And I immediately, I picked up the phone. I called Dr. Roberts' office. He's in a totally different medical network. I said, I need an appointment with Dr. John Roberts. And, and they said, well, he's usually booked out, but I don't think we're going to have anything anytime soon. I said, I need something immediately. They said, we've got something in three days. Something just opened up. Oh, yeah, something opened up. It's called the windows of heaven opened up. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's what happens when you start praying. You start praying and God starts moving things. God starts moving things. And here's the thing. Somebody may say, well, God, can't God do it without prayer? You've got to understand the way the Spirit works. It is the law of the Spirit. And there is a law of sin and death. You have to ask for certain things. If you don't, you are a creature of free will. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He stands at the door and knocks. If any man will hear his voice, he will open to him. Then the Lord will come in and sup with him and eat with him. But you have to ask for it. And you say, well, I don't know what I need. That's what he said. He said, if you don't know what you need, then let the Spirit make intercession for you. And the Spirit will ask for the things you need to be asking for. That's why there are times when we pray that we just talk in tongues. I'll go find a private place and just speak in tongues. And speak in, and speak in tongues 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 because I'm praying for things that only the Holy Ghost knows I need. And the Bible says it is for the personal edification. It is for the edification of the believer. Praise God. This is what happens when you pray. Things go into motion. But here's the second thing that happens when you pray. The second thing that happens is not only do things go into action, but you learn what action you should take. In my case, that thing that went into action was the Lord began to move upon Sister Karen Perry as I'm praying. I'm praying, God, we need an answer. We need direction. And the Lord immediately began to move upon somebody in Louisville, Kentucky, who called me and texted me and said, whatever you need, God just did it. And as soon as that word of faith was spoken into my spirit, my mind opened up to the voice of God who said, you've already blessed the hands that are going to operate on Heidi. And then I knew what action to take. I'm going to call this doctor. And that doctor operated in 45 minutes. And it was, it was fixed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So not only do things go into action, but you begin to know what actions to take. So you begin to know who to call. You begin to know what to do, where to go. You begin to know what words to say. God begins to speak to you and he gives you direction. And you say, well, what if I miss it? Well, if you're praying, you won't miss it. I, this is one of those joy unspeakable things. I don't know how to describe this. You're just going to have to hear me out now. You'll know when you know. You'll know when you hear it. You'll know when you feel it. When that impulse comes on you and you realize, my goodness, God just told me to do this and to say that. And you do this and you say that and a door opens wide open. And it's, it's, it's a greater sense of direction than anything you could have navigated on your own. This is what happens when we pray. Glory to God. You, you, you've heard me tell this story, but I like to tell it because it was a landmark moment in my life. I had prayed for weeks, Lord, I want to hear your voice. And I said, I, I need to hear your voice. And I said, now, God, I know I've heard your voice, 
I know I have heard your voice, but, but I'm tired of hearing it and, and missing it. The Bible says the word of the Lord came unto Ezekiel, the word of the Lord came unto Isaiah, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, and I, I want the Lord to come unto me. And I don't want to put it through the screen and the screener and x-ray and, and customs and get a declaration form and, and interrogate it and then finally, 45 minutes later, decide, okay, I guess this is God. I guess it's not a, I guess it's not a, a, a terrorist, it's God. I guess it's not the devil wanting me to go encourage somebody. Apparently it's God who wants me to go encourage somebody. <laughs> I like the devil whatever encourage you to encourage somebody and I said I want to hear your voice and one night about three thirty-four in the morning I, I woke out of sleep and I I just sat up in bed and thought I want to get out of bed now three thirty-four in the morning is it not typically your first thought I want to get out of bed but I thought I want to get out of bed and so I got out of bed and I stood up and I had this instinct to go out of the room and I had this instinct to walk down the hall, and instinctively I just walked down the steps, and and I walked uh, down the hallway, and and uh, I thought I'm going to go into the kitchen, and I walked into the kitchen, and, and this was way back in the in the old days when we had landlines, and I uh, saw the portable phone, and it should have been upstairs, and I thought, well, what's that doing down here? And I thought I'll go pick it up, and I'll just see if anybody left a message. You know, and I, I checked, there were eight in the last four hours. And that can't be good. So I, I checked them and and one message after another was was a, a building of 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 a desperation. Sister Stella Rivers, Brother Kerry Rivers' wife was calling, and he was our church treasurer, one of the most wonderful people you'll ever meet. And she said, Brother Joel, Kerry is dying of a heart attack he died three times that night at the hospital I immediately I immediately threw the phone down I made myself presentable I ran out the door and as I turned to lock the door to my house and leave the Lord spoke to me and said you just heard my voice and I said but Lord I I know I have prayed to hear your voice, but I don't know what you mean. I said, I don't think I heard anything. And the Lord began to teach me right there. And it was like a split second. Because when God gives revelation, it can happen. It can happen. A lot can be said in a split second. But in a split second, he made me to understand that his voice is not external when you have the Holy Ghost. His voice is internal. And, and that his voice is in you. And when you yield the members of your body as instruments of righteousness, that, you're, that, that his voice is merely this, him replacing your instincts with his instincts. He said, when you got up out of bed, that was me telling you to get out of bed. When you felt like walking out the door down the hallway, that was me telling you to walk out the door and down the hallway. When your instinct said, go down the steps, that was my voice telling you to go down the steps. When your instinct said, walk into the kitchen and pick up the phone, that was my voice telling you to walk into the kitchen and pick up the phone. You just heard my voice. And that is how the voice of God operates. And it does not come through carnality. It does not come through anything other than prayer. 
Hallelujah. And his voice will be in your instincts. And, and as we go into this crusade, I want us to pray the prayer of faith. I want us to call upon God to move. Hallelujah. We've got people seeking miracles. Glory to God. Brother Sizemore brought a, a, a need tonight and shared with me. We've got people believing God for miracles, signs, and wonders to take place in Jesus' name in this crusade. Hallelujah. We've got people operating who are strategizing and planning. And, and uh, I thank God for our team that is, they've been meeting every Monday night and strategizing and planning. And we've got a crusade that's coming together. We've built an infrastructure by the direction of God. Now God's going to come with his mighty spirit and move upon that in Jesus' name. And we're going to see the power of God manifest in the name of the Lord. But it won't happen without prayer. It will not happen without prayer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God. Could you lift your hands with me right now? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. I wonder if over the next two weeks while we're preparing for the, for the crusade, I wonder if we could make it the top priority that we will be in much prayer. And I'm going to ask you to help me fast. Who will help me fast between now and then in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Come on. That's it. That's it. That's it, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And I want us to pray everything we want God to do. I want you to pray that. I want you to specify it, hallelujah. And when he begins to move upon you to speak in tongues, speak in tongues, because you're gonna ask for things you didn't even know needed to be asked for. Glory to God, hallelujah. How many are gonna help me pray over the next two weeks and be specific with your prayers? God, I want you to heal the sick. Lord, I want you to heal cancers. Lord God, in Jesus' name, send revelation into our city. Let Trinitarians be baptized in Jesus' name. Lord, bring Muslims and Buddhists and let them be filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. Lord, let the peace of God rule and reign in our city. Hallelujah. Lord, break every chain, every emotional chain, every mental chain, every spiritual chain. Hallelujah. Lord, do it for your glory. Lord, do it for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's get specific with our prayers. And when God begins to move upon you to speak in tongues, speak in tongues because you're going to pray they're going to be people come to God drawn by the spirit of God because the Holy Ghost made intercession for them we won't even know their name we won't even know where they came from but because a saint of God began to pray the prayer I'm, I'm coming to a close you can stand with me but let me let me say this the great revival of Cornelius's house the opening of the apostolic door to the Gentile nations. It happened because two men were praying. Hallelujah. God took notice of Cornelius' prayer. God didn't just go tap Cornelius on the shoulder and say, here's the Holy Ghost. It was there. It was waiting. It was ready for whosoever will. But, but God began to draw Cornelius' heart. And Cornelius, instead of refusing it or rejecting it or, or acting like it was something that it wasn't, he yielded to it and he started praying prayers. And the Bible says that his prayers were so significant that they had come up as memorials before God. This man was not a Christian, 
this man, this man, he, he, was, he was Roman. There were so many Roman gods. Who knows what Cornelius believed? But Cornelius was praying, praying. And there are people right now in the sincerity of their soul and with their misdirected and misguided hearts and minds, not knowing how to say it, they're praying to unknown gods. They're praying to gods they've been told to believe in all their life. And Cornelius is praying, and God is taking note. And God is saying, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill him with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to baptize him with fire. His heart is sincere. His heart is calling unto me. So God goes to look for someone who is praying. Peter walks into the house while he's, while the Bible says they were preparing food. And when he walks in while they're preparing food, the scripture says that he goes to the rooftop to pray. So let me ask you real quick, what do you do with your spare time? What do you do with your spare time? Because Peter, with his spare time, he went up to the rooftop to pray. The Bible said he was in a trance. That's a pretty heavy word. He, the earth went quiet around him. And all that was, all that was there was him and God, him and God. And even in that singular focus of mind and heart and soul, God still had to fight him over being ready to preach the gospel to Cornelius' house. How much more when our mind is carnal? Peter was as locked in as you can be. And he was still struggling with walking in the Spirit. But finally, God began through the process of letting down the sheet with the unclean animals and showing Peter what it meant. Peter walks to the door and there are men. God said they're going to tell you that they need you to come. Go with them. And Peter walks into a place he wasn't even prepared. He knew, oh man, I'm going to get in trouble for this. I'm in a Gentile's house. I'm going to get in trouble for this. But the voice, the voice, the voice, the voice. That's what the Bible says. Peter heard a voice, the voice. The voice was telling him, go to Cornelius' house. The voice said, lift up your voice like a trumpet. The voice said, preach the gospel to them just as you did the Jews. The voice, and while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And you know how they knew they were filled with the Holy Ghost? Because they spoke with tongues. And prophesied. And when they saw them speak with tongues, they said, These have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. How can any man forbid them water? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. This is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth. And we got we can't just be content to have the truth. We have to be a people who are willing to pray. Pray. Pray until heaven moves. Pray until chains begin to break. Pray until angels start ministering pray hallelujah until the sick become healed pray until the lost hallelujah are found pray hallelujah until there's victory 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 in Jesus I need some folks that are willing to pray to come forward right now. We're going to sing unto the Lord. We're going to call on his name. But if you could come right now who are willing to pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to bring every need you've got. Don't you leave anything out. Lord God, I want you to, I want you to save my lost loved ones. Lord God, give my mind peace. Lord God, let me feel your presence. Lord God, give me victory over this temptation. Lord God. 
God, help me in my spiritual struggle. Lord God, take the physical pain away. Lord, go ahead and pray. Pray what's in your heart. Pray what's in your heart. If it's a misguided prayer, the Spirit of the Lord will begin to direct you as to how you should pray. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I can feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. I can feel the Holy Ghost moving right now in the name of Jesus. God's going to start giving you direction. God's going to start giving you direction. He's going to begin to tell you what to say and how to say it, where to go, what to do. He's going to give you direction. Yes, He is. Anointed direction. I pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, that pro- the property in Finneytown, the Grace Point Church campus, I pray that everybody that walks upon that property, Lord, that they immediately feel the power of the Holy Ghost. That they immediately feel the moving of the Spirit of God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
say something. When Jesus came upon his disciples after telling them to watch and pray, the Bible says that they had fell asleep. And Jesus said, could you not wait with me for one hour? He said, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I want you to notice the gentleness that Jesus demonstrated. He did not condemn them for falling asleep. He wishes they would have stayed awake. But he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When he says that, what he's saying is, I know your heart, and I know that you are willing to pray. But you grew tired in your physical person, and you fell asleep. The point that I want us to understand is this. The only reason we shouldn't pray, or it's understood that we may not pray, is when our physical person cannot pray. It should never be because we are unwilling to pray. It should never be because our spirit is adverse to it. It should only be because our physical person grew weak in the effort. I will that all men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Pray without ceasing. Let it always be on the edge of our tongue. Prayer, prayer, prayer. In Jesus' name. Lord, heal the sick in Jesus' name. Lord, deliver the bound in Jesus' name. Lord, protect my family in Jesus' name. Lord, watch over this city in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Our nation is in trouble. Our nation has backslidden so deeply, so profoundly. It is, it is, it is absurd how sinful our nation is becoming. We must intercede on behalf of our nation and say, Lord, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our trespasses. Lord, we repent from our evil doings. Lord, we turn from our wicked ways. Hear us from heaven. I need somebody to help me pray for our city. Pray for our nation. Pray for those who walk in darkness. Pray for those who are sick in body. Pray for those who are confused. Pray for those who are bound. Pray for those who call evil good and who call good evil. Pray for those, hallelujah, who need salvation. Pray, pray, pray. Pray. The only reason we should ever stop praying is when our physical body simply can't pray anymore. Never because we're unwilling to pray. Come on, do it right now in the name of Jesus. Do it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody begin to pray for people all across this city in Jesus' name. I want you to get the image of a person right now. I want you to see them. I want you to see them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I want you to see them. You don't even have to know them. Let the Lord give you the, the image of the person. I want you to see their struggle. I want you to see their sorrow. I want you to see their pain on their face. I want you to see them struggling, trying to make it through this perverse world. Come on, in Jesus' name, go ahead and let God show you. Let God put that burden on your heart. See that single mother who's at her wit's end. She's working two jobs, raising two children. She doesn't know where to go, who to turn to. I want you to see her, and I want you to love her, and I want you to pray for her. In the name of Jesus, see that young person who's misguided. 
see that young person who's listening to a culture telling him that evil is good and good is evil. His heart is broken and he doesn't know why. He wants to do good, but he doesn't know how to do good. I want you to pray for his salvation right now that the Lord will begin to lead him and guide him in the name of Jesus, that the Lord will put him in your path, that the Lord, come on in Jesus' name, come on, pray. Pray for this city. This city needs an apostolic church. That's who we are. This city needs a praying people. That's who we are. That's the value we bring is we're a people who pray. We're a people who touch the throne of God. We're a people who do know our God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hear us from heaven. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven.
as we pray, as we pray for those coming to the crusade, as we pray for the logistics of the crusade, as we pray for the anointing of God to be present, pray for all of the speakers, pray for all the singers, the musicians, pray for all the greeters, for all the transportation, uh, people involved with transportation, pray for all the attendees, pray for all the churches that will be present, pray, 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 and pray like your prayer is going to be the prayer that makes the difference. Because if you believe that when you pray, it shall be done, that is when heaven is moved. We're not trying to talk God into anything. We're not begging Him and pleading Him, pleading with Him. We are calling upon His mighty name. And we are stepping into the authority He has promised. And we pray with faith believing. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. We pray like our prayer is the prayer that's going to make the difference. Not because we prayed it, but because God hears and answers prayer. And I don't want you to measure it to any prayer you prayed before. And let the devil try to talk you out of praying because the devil says, God may or may not answer prayer. Don't that is something that's a lie from the devil. You pray in faith believing always. You pray in faith believing always. And if the will of God be done, the will of God be done. But you pray in faith believing always. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and praise God. In the name of Jesus. God, I thank you and give you praise. God, I thank you and I give you praise. Lord, I thank you for all the souls that are filled with the Holy Ghost at this crusade. I thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him a, an advanced praise. Let's give him an advanced prayer. Let's give him a God, I know you're about to do it kind of prayer. October for a Holy Ghost revival. He's going to be here as part of the training on Saturday, and he's going to preach for us on Sunday. So come with expectation, believing that God is going to do great and mighty things in Jesus' name. Monday night at 7 o'clock uh, here at Cooper Road, we're going to have prayer meeting. We had a great prayer meeting this last Monday night. We're going to have a great prayer meeting this Monday night from 7 to 8.30. Come expecting God to do great things this Saturday at Grace Point Church campus. It's going to be from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. training for the crusade. God bless you in Jesus' name. Go and greet somebody in the love of God and tell them how much you appreciate them. God bless you in Jesus' name.